Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm here to talk about the latest Marvel Studios movie. And after a year of anticipation, it is finally out. And that is, of course, Black Widow. So this movie is a film about Natasha Romanoff in her quest between the films Civil War and Infinity War. Uh, it kind of explores that period of time and shows you what she was up to and introduces you to a lot of characters in her past that you hadn't previously been aware of. And it is something that's been a long time coming, not only in terms of it being delayed a year, which a lot of things were because of the um, the pandemic, but uh, it also is something that you know, never occurred in, in phase one or phase two, you know, when Iron Man and Captain America and Hulk and everybody were getting their own solo movies, her and Hawkeye were the two that did not. And a lot of people have been clamoring for this movie for a long time. I know I certainly have thought that it could be really cool. And the same for Hawkeye. Uh, his TV show is one of the things I'm looking forward to the most from the upcoming slate of Marvel TV shows. But when it came to this movie, um, like I said, I thought it had a lot of potential. I was excited when it was announced. And when I was seeing trailers, I thought it looked pretty cool. Uh, something along the lines more of Winter Soldier, because you see this sort of badass assassin who presents a new threat to our hero. Uh, some figures from the past reemerging, new uh, new heroes being introduced, you know, new people to team up with, expanding the universe. And it sort of had like an espionage kind of spy thriller edge. And, you know, if you've been listening to the show long enough, you know that Winter Soldier is my favorite Marvel movie with a bullet. So that was something that was very appealing to me. However, after having seen the movie, I can say that it really is lacking in a lot of the ways that other Marvel movies, uh, such as Winter Soldier, shine. Um, it, it has a real sense of uselessness, which, I mean, that sounds really harsh, but I think that because this movie is so late in the day, because when, uh, like I said before, when everybody else was getting their setup movies and then they all converged in the first Avengers movie, uh, because there wasn't one for Black Widow and now they're kind of retroactively trying to go back and do something that sort of half tells her origin, half tells a new story. I think that that clashes in a way that makes it feel like just sort of like they serve neither master particularly well. Um, they don't really effectively explore her childhood, I don't think, or like really tell you her origin. Um, they do in certain parts, like the introduction of her sort of surrogate family. I think that stuff really excels. But when it comes to the the villainous plot, the actual villain behind the whole Red Room scenario, what exactly was done to her, what exactly her training and her formative years were like in that place, you really don't get a sense for any of that. And so I think that it, it kind of lacks in that regard. And you're told a lot of things that you aren't really shown. Um, you're told that like this guy is an awful monster and he did all this stuff, but you only see him like two times in the film. And so when it comes to the, to the point where it's the big conflict, uh, between her and whatever his name was, um, it doesn't really feel earned or like it matters in any real way. You've talked about this guy a lot, but we've hardly seen him. And we haven't seen Natasha interact with him at all. Uh, and if we have, which I don't believe we have, obviously it's very fresh, so I, I don't remember like all of it super in depth, but if we do see her at all in like a flashback or whatever, 
then it's young Natasha. It's not even the, the Natasha we know and connect to. So it really feels lacking in that regard. And because he's in it for such a brief period of time and he's so quickly, you know, murdered, it, it doesn't really feel like he was a big villain who were finally taken down. It just feels like, and here's another guy. Um, so I think that it was was just particularly uninteresting and could have been done a lot better. And then when it comes to the other master, they're kind of trying to serve of like, what was she doing between, um, between civil war and infinity war? It, it really just ends up feeling like a thing that she did one time. It doesn't really feel like it has a place in the larger story or that it really mattered because in effect it didn't, uh, it, because this came out after the uh you know you you know that originally the the plan was to tell the story without that kind of middle chapter and so it's like what does it really mean if it doesn't really affect at all you know what i mean like it's not like the ch the character had some substantial growth between those two films and you're like wait what happened in between and you're like dying to know or like she drops some hints about like i did this mission with my family or whatever and then it's like oh i can't wait to go back and f fill that in or whatever it like just doesn't really play into it at all so it just ends up feeling like kind of an ultimately useless movie and i don't mind that it doesn't fit into the greater um cinematic arc of the mcu i kind of like that actually but i think that it doesn't really take the extra steps to really show me why i should care about this particular story and so that's why i kind of feel like numb to it coming out of it i just don't really feel substantially good or bad about it i just kind of feel like eh, it was very mid-tier I also think a strange thing about this movie is that a large portion of it is centered around sort of the fallout from the Budapest mission, which is briefly referenced in the first Avengers movie and is a mission that Hawkeye and Black Widow went on together and they dealt with, you know, some stuff which we hadn't really been privy to what exactly they were dealing with until now. But, uh, there's a lot of talk about that in this movie and there's a lot of, uh, expansion on what actually went down there and there is a lot of uh, flashbacks and sort of uh, stories told about what they did and some of the, the very difficult and morally ambiguous choices they had to make and it kind of sounds like the plot to a much better movie um and i think at least a movie that would be much more interesting uh, they talk about hiding out for days being on the run for uh, you know, from everyone, and they uh, blow up a whole building with a child in it just to try to get to one guy, and uh, and that stuff just sounded so much more interesting than what we actually got, and it gives you like an emotional investment in sort of the villains that you don't have in this movie, uh, and when it comes to them, actually, I am very confused as to what exactly happened. Maybe I missed something, but uh, the daughter survives barely uh paralyzed or whatever has to put a chip in it whatever however that all works and she's obviously very marvel burned um she's got about the same level as crossbones which is like um i mean i guess but i saw what happened and that's that's not this but you know i'll, I'll go with it it's whatever but then he doesn't have a scratch on him i'm not exactly sure how all that worked like i said maybe i missed something but uh, still, yeah, I think that that was that was kind of a disappointing thing too. That they sort of wave this much more interesting movie in your face and just be like, "Yeah, but 
but here's her talking about it. So that's just as good, right? And it's like, I mean, yeah, but, but, but come on, that would have been so cool. And you, you would have fully filled in that gap between, uh, you know, like that story and the Avengers thing, and that would have kind of come full circle. It also wouldn't have been really as connected to the, the MCU. Uh, but, but that seems like kind of the point of this movie. So, ah, I don't know. It's just. That, that was something that kind of disappointed me as well, just because it's it's in there. It's clearly they have a large portion of it written, or at least the framework. And just turning that into a whole movie, uh, man, that just seems like too good of an opportunity to pass up. Um, when it comes to a lot of the other stuff, if you're going away from just like the the kind of Marvel storiness of it, um, I think just when it comes to like a filmmaking perspective, it's obviously a very well-made movie, but it doesn't really have a very distinct visual style of its own. This kind of could have been directed by anyone. Uh, the fights, none of them really in particular stand out. I would say the coolest action sequence is the very end when they're like skydiving and fighting and stuff. That was pretty cool and creative. But other than that, a lot of the hand-to-hand combat scenes, I think, were like dizzyingly poorly edited. Like it's one of those things where... Uh, it kind of reminded me of that that clip that everyone points to in Bohemian Rhapsody, or um, or like Taken Three, where in in the former it's just like a group of people talking, and then in the latter it's like you know it's him like jumping over a fence. Those are very different movies, but they're both examples of like edits where there's like three cuts per second or like something crazy like that and it's just like totally assaults your eyes i felt like that a lot in these action sequences where i couldn't really tell what was going on and because we're cutting so quickly and almost unnecessarily it it didn't really like sell the really epicness of it or like the choreography didn't really come through so i was kind of let down by that when it comes to characters though i think this is where the movie really uh saves itself Natasha herself is honestly the least interesting character, which is just crazy. Um, I think the best stuff that she has is in Winter Soldier, Infinity War, and Endgame. And unfortunately, they don't really bring those strong suits over to this. She really doesn't have that much to do. She doesn't really um, grapple with anything particularly interesting that we haven't seen before. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is obviously great as this character, and, and she does good work here with what she's given. But unfortunately, I just don't think she's given very much uh, to chew on. However, um, Florence Pugh as uh, her sister, Yelena, um, David Harbour as Alexi, and Rachel Wise as um, Melina, they are all given much better and more interesting work. Uh, Like, in particular, Florence Pugh, she does a great job in this movie. She has a really entertaining character who uh, also does a great job of playing like a lot of the badass moments and a lot of the emotional moments. She really feels like a very well-rounded uh, player in this, and I really liked her performance. And then David Harbour does a really great job as Alexi. He really steals a lot of the scenes that he's in. I didn't find him particularly funny. A lot of people in the theater were laughing at a lot of his stuff. I felt like a lot of it kind of just... Uh, undercut a lot of the more sincere moments and I didn't really like that they used his character for that Um, but that's kind of me more nitpicking I I know that's you know it's ultimately not a huge deal but I thought he was kind of a a fun and an interesting character and the same with Rachel Wise I really liked a lot of her moments I liked how she sort of transforms over the film and sort of becomes Black Widow in her own right in, in kind of like just a different way. 
I thought all of that was really cool and how they sort of twist your expectations of her. They, they do a lot with her. And even though it's a limited screen time, I really feel like um, that character was pretty cool. So all of those three members of the family, I would definitely love to see again, even if it's just little cameos here and there. I think they're probably setting up Florence Pugh's character as uh, a, a much bigger player going forward. And I think that's, that's good. Um, but uh, at the same time, it does kind of suck that Black Widow, to me, was the least interesting character in her titular movie. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. What are you going to do? Um, there were some some definitely really nitpicky things that I had about this movie that kind of stuck out to me. Uh, there was some of my... Well, it, it almost made it through. It almost made it through the whole movie without doing some of my least favorite cliches. I've talked before about how much I hate the whole calling a person very explicitly by their title so like little sister whatever which is they make it through the whole movie without doing that stupid that stupid line and then at the very end it's like subtitled in and she says it in russian or whatever it's like oh my god we know you don't have to say it the line is like forgive me little sister and it could just be forgive me because i would never say like I never step on my dog's tail and be like, oh, forgive me, my pet. I would just be like, oh, sorry, dude. Like, it's so weird. And then um, they also do the super overtly prequel thing. This really reminded me of Solo when uh, Woody Harrelson throws um, Han his blaster, where uh, as soon as she gets that green coat, Yelena gets a green coat, and they're like talking about it or whatever. I was like, oh, because it's the coat that she wears in Infinity War, and the last scene is going to be her getting the coat. And then that's exactly what happened, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, why, why, why? No one was wondering, but where did she get the green part of her costume? It's normally black. Like, I, it's just ridiculous. It took me out so hard, and uh, it's just, like, it's so heavy-handed, and it just doesn't need to be there. No one was questioning, like, where'd she get it? Where'd she get that green vest? It's like, that it, was, no one was wondering that. And I, you know, the, th the thinking is probably like, oh, it just kind of adds to the universe, some extra backstory or whatever. But to me, it just reads as so awkward. It's not even worth keeping in. Now, there was actually a prequel-ish moment that I really enjoyed, which was when she's in the trailer and she's like going through her stuff and she's kind of reading the directions on the box of uh, Blonde Hair Dye. Now that I thought was really cool because they don't call very overt attention to it. It's kind of a blink and you'll miss it thing. And it took me a second for it to even click that like, you, you know, when I, when I first, when it first comes on the screen, I just kind of took it at face value. It was like, Oh, she's on the run. She's going to tie her hair. And I was like, wait, she does have blonde hair in the next one. Okay, that's actually, you know, that one's kind of cool because they don't like halt the movie to like tell you, Hey, dummy, this is how she does that thing. It's just like, if you knew to look for it and you saw it, it's just kind of cool for you to appreciate. So that I thought was, was well done. And the other one, I thought not as much. Um, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm very split on this movie. I think overall, like I said, it just falls very in the middle for me. I would say this is maybe a C plus and it so easily could have been at least a B plus to an A. Um, it's just like a very middle of the road. I would say just exact or a little bit above and it just could have been so much more. So it really disappointed me. 
I felt like a lot of it just seemed kind of half-baked where like they had a lot of ideas and they tried to cram them all in and it ended up that like they didn't really do a like any of them particularly as well as they could have and I also think that that led to it being very poorly paced um, I don't even know how exactly to describe the pacing of the movie. Um, I wouldn't really say it's front-loaded so much. It's probably more more back-loaded. I think that it feels like it takes a really long time to end. But through a lot of it, I did just kind of find myself being a little bit bored, kind of looking around the room or, like, you know, thinking, like, okay, when is this scene going to be over? Um, and I, I really hate to admit that, but it is true. That's kind of how I felt. Uh, and I don't usually feel that in world movies. And it wasn't a product of like, oh, too much talking, whatever. It was like, you know, just I just didn't find it super interesting. And, and it felt like it was dragging in a lot of parts. I think the beginning is pretty interesting and the end is pretty interesting. But that middle chunk, man, that drags for a large portion of the runtime. And that's just crazy for the type of movie that this is. That's truly, truly crazy to me that such a large portion of it could be kind of just, you know, I don't know, just plotting. I don't know. But uh, in terms of the post credit scene, I thought that was pretty cool. I'm really not digging this whole trend of making like the most important scene of your movie be after the credits. Um, this is something that has come up for me when I was watching Loki recently too, where they have that really big reveal uh, in, in the mid credit scene. I'm like, I don't understand why that's not the final scene of the episode. I know they want to, you know, have like that fun sort of Easter egg thing, but something like this, uh, Spider-Man far from home where the whole, like reveal of his secret identity comes after the credits. I think that's a really weird storytelling choice, um, but I am excited for where it might lead at the, for, and when it first started and you see who it is, I was like, Oh, come on. Cause uh, Valentino really annoyed me in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But in this, I think she worked a lot better and she's setting up something very intriguing. I could see this leading to some sort of Thunderbolts thing. Um, maybe Elena is involved in the Hawkeye TV show somehow. Uh, it sounds like they have a lot of really cool stuff cooked up for us, which I think is is pretty fun. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know to what degree a lot of this might have played differently for me. Would I have been in uh, in a different place in, in the Marvel timeline when this came out? It really feels like something that was made to come out years ago. This feels like something that was more akin to Winter Soldier or Civil War and that kind of era of Marvel. Because now we're just in a much more interesting place and a place where I feel like I don't know where things are going and I can't predict what's happening next. I think this is just about the last Marvel movie where I feel like I know everything that's going to happen. Um, maybe Spider-Man Far From Home, or whatever the hell it's called, um, No Way Home to some degree. But like the trailers that play before it for uh, Shang-Chi and Eternals, uh, these are things I'm really, really looking forward to. And we're just at a place where Marvel has gotten so weird and so campy, and I love it. I really love the direction it's heading in because they're not taking... Um, they're not taking no for an answer anymore. It's really just they're throwing it all out there, and they're just you know they're taking a lot of risks and i think that's really fun uh so maybe my my opinion would have been different had this been in a different time in marvel but still have to take the film as it is and kind of examine it you know what we got and i think that what we got was just a little bit just a little bit mid uh regardless of the fact that i'm much more excited for um for what's coming next and that sort of dampens my excitement for this movie 
you know, I just think that overall it's it's very okay. And that's kind of disappointing to report, but that's how I feel. All right. I'm going to forego the usual uh, grateful segment and everything. It's, uh, it's running long as is, and um, this is kind of a bonus episode. I'm not going to label it as a bonus because it is a major movie, but uh, it's coming out but, but in between regular episodes, so I'm just going to kind of put it in its own weird category. But thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, as you know, that's the most important thing you do for me. And I will catch you next time. But uh, in, until then... <laughs> I can't do it. I tried to whistle. I tried to try to do that little bird thing that they do in the movie. I couldn't do it. <laughs> um, I can't think of a better way to end it then. <laughs> See ya.